We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. God bless you. Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Shear with Refuge Freedom Stories. I'm your host today, and I'm interviewing Ken Corey. Uh, Ken is uh, somebody that I've known for many years. He's a great guy, a musician. He plays several instruments. And I'm going to sort of let Ken take over and tell you a little bit about his walk with Christ and uh, how he came to know Christ. Hey, Ken, how are you today? Uh, doing okay. Doing okay. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you, man. Um, let's just talk about uh, how you got came to know Christ in the first place. Well, I was actually raised in a mainline traditional church family. My dad was like the, the head of the Sunday school. All that stuff was taken to church every Sunday, whether I wanted to or not. Rebelled against that in a big way as a teenager. Got in drugs and alcohol, the, the typical stuff. Messed myself up pretty good. Mm-hmm. Anyways, just fell real quick, hit bottom at that time when I was about 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, just broken up with a girlfriend and was just in a place where I didn't see hope for the future. And, you know, not recognizing at the time that God was still looking out for me. But I challenged God. I'm not even sure at that point if he existed. Mm-hmm. Although I'd been raised in it, I just I didn't see proof of it around me. Yes, so you were raised in the church, basically. Yeah. Good parents that went to church and yep. took you to Sunday school, and were you confirmed in, oh, in church yeah. at 14 or whatever age? Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there, Much the like typical myself. stuff. Yeah. But anyways, I challenged God. I said, you know, God, if you're real, you need to show me that you're real, or it's time for me to check out. I, I can't take this anymore. I can't do it. And over the next two to three weeks, just time after time, God showed up in every situation I could think of. I had been, like I said, attending the church. I was actually the president of our youth group at the time. And the couple that was in charge of the youth group were born-again Christians. They were on fire, brought God into every situation to the point that I was sick of it. But I figured they were pretty safe to, to talk to about my situation. So I went to them and they challenged me to go with them to outside, like meetings outside the church that they'd been attending. Okay. And so I did. And I walked into this meeting room and 
I didn't know what it was at the time, but the presence of God was there. And not being familiar with it, it freaked me out. Was it something that you felt when you say the presence of God was yeah, there? Yeah, like it just, there was this overwhelming sense of a presence in the room of someone I couldn't see. Yes. And just being in that environment and unfamiliar with it in any way, it totally freaked me out. Mm -hmm. And so I talked to my youth leader, Don, that night on the phone. It was a Sunday night. I talked to him on the phone till like two in the morning and just throwing question after question after question at him. And he finally said, look, you know, I, I've got a class in the morning. He was in university at the time. I've got a class at eight o'clock in the morning. I've got to go to bed, but call me back tomorrow, say around seven o'clock. We'll talk a little more. In the meantime, I want you to read these passages of scripture. And I can't remember for the life of me what it was mm -hmm. at the, now, but he says, read this portion of the Bible and see what it what you think it's saying to you. And so I did that, and I called him back the next night. We talked for a couple more hours, and he left me with a couple more scriptures to read and said, call me back tomorrow. I did. And this went on all week. And uh, Friday of that week, Don and his wife, they would hold meetings at their house, Christian meetings, you mm -hmm. know, worship and prayer and a little Bible study type of thing. And they said, why don't you come out Friday night and we'll follow this through, mm -hmm. you know? And I thought, well, I was pretty freaked out on Sunday night, but the stuff that I've been reading all week and talking about with Don had me a little more at ease and, and my mind was kind of turning around to that situation. So I showed up Friday night at their place and went through the meeting. Wasn't nearly as freaked out this time, more excited by it, drawn to it. Mm -hmm. So anyways, went through the meeting and sat down with them afterwards. And they said, you know, just basically led me to Christ right then and there and said, you know, do you have, do you know of anything that would hold you back from living for Jesus? And I said, there's nothing at this point, nothing that'll ever hold me back. And so they said, okay, that presence that had freaked me out the week previously overtook my life. Mm -hmm. It escalated. Mm -hmm. I, I went right up I can't describe the feeling. There was a there was a change. In oh, definitely a change. The things that I'd been struggling with, the desire for the drugs, the alcohol, everything was gone yep. immediately. Like I mean, immediately I had zero desire. And, you know, people talk about speaking in tongues and being filled with the Holy Spirit and all the rest of that. Well, I've experienced that in a very real, palpable way. Just sensing God's heart for me and for the situation I was in mm -hmm. is the biggest thing I can take from it. Like not to get all spooky and out of this world with it. It just is something you have to experience to understand. I understand that. Yes. I'm sh I know you do. You know, from that point forward, like I said, I was about 17 and a half when that happened. I was immediately pulled into using the gift of music that I had been given and was developing to help lead people in worship and bring people to Christ through music. Yes, you were, from a young child, you were a singer, right? And sang uh, I sang in church choirs. I sang in, in public uh, venues. Mm -hmm. And then you started at some point uh, with guitar. I started when I was 10 years old playing guitar, played in bands when I was in high school, uh, rock bands. Mm -hmm. But you um, turn that now over to 
And yeah, that's something that I do now for the purpose of telling the message of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So outreach, really. Outreach, yeah. letting people know that, hey, you know, there, there is a very real different option mm-hmm. than what the world has to offer you. Yes. And his name is Jesus, and he can make a real difference in your life. I've met some really fantastic people over the years, had the opportunity to play with some amazing musicians. You know, I've been a worship leader in a church. I'm currently involved in the worship team at the church that I attend. Mm-hmm. Great church, Impact Church London. Anybody that ever gets a chance to go there, I highly recommend it. I've taken in your uh, your, your bass playing there <laughs> on the worship team, and uh, yeah. it's a wonderful... Uh, it is a wonderful, blessed group of musicians and singers. Yep. And, I mean, they're everywhere. There's lots of places uh, people can find a good community church and get involved with worship if that's there. And some uh, sometimes maybe they have a gift that they haven't explored yet in, in music or in ministry. Exactly. It opens the doors. Exactly. I mean, there are so many doors that God can open for you, and there is no door that is shut to Him. We've you've, used you've, your, sorry. We've used your uh, guitar playing as background music for Refuge Freedom. Yes, stories. you have. Yes, you have. Beautiful and, acoustic uh, playing. It's been a blessing to be able to do that for you. Another person that you've interviewed in the past, Dave Slater, and I are currently pursuing some musical things together, mm-hmm. seeing what we, what we can develop. And Dave and I have known each other for oh over twenty years and have done musical projects before outreach type things, have written music together, mm-hmm. and uh, so now we're, we're putting things back together to see what we can, what the Lord can develop through us. Yes. See where that road takes us, because the time is short, you know, and people need to know about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that in an ostentatious or uh, condescending way. I still have my struggles every day, but I allow him to show the way. We all have issues in life. We all have troubles and circumstances and trials and things that come along our way. Having Jesus in your life helps you to cope, helps you to... Absolutely. I honestly don't know where I'd be if it weren't for Christ, Mm -hmm. if I'd even still be alive. The road that I was going before I surrendered my life to him, I was definitely heading for suicide. There was no other option in my, in my mind at that time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've had a change of mind over that. Mm-hmm. I'm still here knowing that Jesus makes life worth living. Mm. And I can't explain that in any way that would make sense to anybody unless they've experienced it. The only way to know that for sure is to come to Christ and let him have the opportunity mm-hmm. to give your life meaning. Now, earlier you mentioned that you know the uh, young the couple had led you to the Lord that yep. day. Yeah. And now you're talking about people, you know, saying let Jesus into your life. How how did that happen for you exactly? And how how would somebody do that? It's really as simple as saying, Jesus, I know you're real. Please come into my life and take over. I surrender to you, and I accept you as my Lord, as my Savior, as my healer, please come into my life Mm -hmm. and seal that decision with your Holy Spirit. I invite you in now and I accept you. Mm -hmm. Please take over. I can't drive this car anymore. You know, as, as Carrie Underwood said, Jesus, take the wheel. And it's true. I'm not 
fully in control of my life anymore. Uh, haven't been for oh, over 40 years now. <laughs> <laughs> but there's mountaintop experiences. There are dry valley experiences. But Jesus is with me every step of the way. Yeah. Is there, if you, if, if you wanted to uh, give a message to somebody that's listening today, it could be a scripture verse, could be something that you've learned, something, you, you know, if you had a chance to share some wisdom, some things that you've learned that might help somebody else today. I mean, yes, we talked about asking Jesus into their life and all that, but if, if you could leave a message in a few minutes with somebody, what would you say? Just that there is no circumstance in your life that Jesus cannot guide you through and bring you to a place where you feel peace, where you feel victory in that situation, no matter how dark the night looks, the dawn is coming. Mm -hmm. There is always hope, Mm -hmm. always. And I've been through some pretty dark days. Even walking with Christ, like I said, he leads you through the dry valley as well as the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. But there is always hope. And never give up. Never give up. You know, Winston Churchill, <laughs> you know, never, 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 never give up. And he may not have even been expressing that from a Christian viewpoint, but it's a valid point that everybody should apply it's to their own lives. Yeah, never give up. We There's shall. always hope in Christ. We shall overcome. Indeed, we shall. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just some future, by and by in the future when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. No, Jesus' kingdom, the kingdom of God is real right now, right now, right here, right today. And mm-hmm. all you have to do to access that is allow Jesus into your life and say, I'm yours. Mm-hmm. Do what you will with me. Every day is an adventure. Some are exciting. Some are scary. Some are, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Indeed. But with God at my side, guiding every step. All things are possible. Mm-hmm. Do you, you have know? a favorite scripture verse? You know, there are so many, it's hard to pare it down. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick one, probably Isaiah forty thirty one. Isaiah 40, 31. Verse 31. Yeah. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Mm-hmm. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, not walk and not faint. There is strength in walking with Jesus, mm-hmm. looking to him every day for the strength to follow what he would have us do. Even when you feel you've hit rock bottom, Jesus is there waiting for you mm-hmm. to pick you back up. There's nobody that is beyond forgiveness. There's nobody that Absolutely. has done anything so bad that God won't forgive them. Exactly. Um, and, and none of us deserve his forgiveness. All of us are on are equally not worthy, right? That's right. And despite our unworthiness, his love for us is so great that he will meet us where we are Mm -hmm. and bring us out of that pit of despair, for lack of a better way to phrase it. There's no hole deep enough, no pit dark enough that he can't bring us out into the light of his day. That's fantastic. Man, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a pleasure uh, being here. I'm going to look forward to uh, hearing some music and stuff that you're going to be doing. And uh, I I know that it's uh, it's coming, and I and I see God moving and working in your life. I know that He has good plans for you and continues them after all these years. Right, we're still a work under construction, and God is helping us daily. Indeed.
it's if you're out there and you haven't started that hey you're missing out every day god is there for us there's no life like it amen the u.s marines said that but it's more more true for jesus than anything amen thanks thanks (laughs) ken
And now a few words from Alan Campbell about Refuge Ministries Canada. Refuge Ministries Canada started when I was invited to share my testimony from accepting the Lord at 19 in Millhaven Penitentiary to be interviewed on 100 Humpy Street. As a result of this interview, I was invited by a local church in Spruce Grove, Alberta to share my testimony at the Edmonton Young Offender Detention Center where a 12-year-old boy whose role models were Jeffrey Dahmer and Charles Manson accepted the Lord. Leaving the youth jail that Tuesday night, I got on an airplane to fly back to London realizing that nothing was being done to support him, disciple him, and mentor him when he was released. That is how Refuge Ministries Canada started. the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. Hi, this is Dave Shear, the host of Refuge Freedom Stories, asking you to save the date and join us Friday, September 18th at 7 p.m. for a great night of Christian music with legendary Texas-Sippy soul man Danny Brooks and his beautiful wife, Little Miss Deb. This memorable concert can be viewed virtually on YouTube or via the Refuge Ministries Canada webpage at www.refugeministriescanada.com. Your donations toward this event make it possible for all to watch and be blessed. Please consider supporting this event through one of the many options on our webpage. All proceeds support the Youth Prison Ministries of Refuge Ministries Canada and also support the Refuge Freedom Stories radio show and podcast. For more information, call 1-833-586-0523.